Ed Ogeron to Northwestern. He's reportedly interested in the job. This is crazy, right? I've got like 100 opinions on this. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We really, really appreciate it. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Subscribe down below, please. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So is Northwestern going to hire Ed Ogeron as their next football coach? He does look good in purple, as do I today. Uh, pros and cons of this, plus our Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics before the podcast is up. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Apologies to Boilermaker fans. We were going to talk about you today, but this Ed Ogeron story is interesting. We'll talk Boilermaker football tomorrow and preview the football team then. All right, so we'll do that. And, you know, Ed Ogeron, here's a nice picture of him. If you're listening on the audio podcast, we got some pictures up here on uh, youtube nice leather jacket ed oh no doubt about it all right so let's get into it a little more pat fitzgerald as you know fired on monday for allegedly looking the other way during hazing among his football program all right that goes down on monday this after three 10 win seasons two nine-win seasons, and an appearance in the Big Ten championship game as recently as 2020. He is a beloved alum. He was, and I they really didn't want to fire him going into the weekend, but things changed over the weekend. They end up firing him and say goodbye. So in the meantime, before Ed Ogeron gets involved, former defensive coordinator David Braun is has been named the acting team head coach. He will probably be named the interim head coach any day now, maybe, maybe hold tight. So first of all, promoting Braun at the time earlier this week, I laid it out here on lockdown, big 10 was, we were actually just happened to be talking about Northwestern that day when the story went down. I said, that was the only logical choice is to promote Braun to be the interim head coach. If you were going to promote from within the staff, logic would tell you that if they fired Fitzgerald for allegedly looking the other way during hazing, it's logically uh, plausible to think that other members of the staff are doing the same thing. So if you hire any of the other assistant coaches, chances are chances that you're going to be promoting a guy that, you know, was doing the same thing that you just fired your head coach for. Maybe we don't know. Maybe. So they go ahead and move Braun up there. Cause he's only been there for a few months. He just got hired in as defensive coordinator to fix the defense. He's not part of the culture. He's the new guy, the new kid on the block. So let's just, that'd be the path of least resistance to just promote Braun into the coaching spot. All right. Plus you can't, you can't fire your entire staff this close to the season. So that's not an option. And there are a lot of people that say, well, they want to, you know, hire a big name from outside. Okay, fine. You fire the whole staff, whatever you can do, or it might be too close to the season just to bring in a new head coach at this point. But Braun made sense. He's you know, look, he's been at a winning program at North Dakota state. New guy, but he doesn't have any coaching, head coaching experience. I want to get into that a little bit as well. 
Um, so back to Ed Ogerod for a moment. So he expresses that he's interested. And um, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for like 35 years, broadcasting, talking sports. Um, I, and I should also point out that Northwestern, apparently, according to the same source, has not reached out to Ed Ogeron. So this is all one-sided so far. In my experience of 35 years with something like this happens, stories, leaks, sources, all this stuff that comes out out of nowhere, it usually happens because somebody wants it to happen. Somebody like Ed Ogeron wants his name out there for this job. Time is of the essence. Media days are right around the corner. Practice starting in the season is here. On paper, Ed Ogeron looks really good. And, and I like him. I think Ed Ogeron is great for college football. He's uh, a great personality. Love the voice, the accent. Go Tigers, Ed Ogeron. Maybe you can say, go Wildcats. I don't know if that fits up in Northwestern. I don't know if that's a fit or not. But maybe it is. But uh, he's good for college football. I like him out and about. We haven't seen much of him for the last two years. He hasn't really been mentioned in any other job openings either. So I find this particularly intriguing. But we all know he had an amazing year in 2019, led LSU to an undefeated season. Joe Burrow, what a story that was. And I thought they were about ready to build a statue of Ed Ogeron outside the stadium there at uh, Tiger Stadium. But... um, Two 500 seasons in a row after that, and going to cut it up there. And so they let him go and they paid him off and, and let him go. Now, there were some other things going on. I'm going to touch on them in just a moment because I think they're important here, not to besmirch anybody. I'm just saying I think they're important here if we're going to talk about a future fit for Northwestern. Um, so he was fired after the 2021 season. And I remember when he left, he says, Hey, man. I'm going to take my money and eat some hamburgers. I could buy a lot of hamburgers for, for all these millions of dollars, right? I mean, that, that, that's what he said. He's going to go out and buy a bunch of cheeseburgers, live the good life. But he's only 61 years old now after, you know, being out of it for a couple of years. The pedigree is good at Ole Miss, USC for a minute, and, of course, at LSU. And, I mean, here's a school that, that needs a big splash, I think. There's a couple of ways to go about it and go about it quietly. Hope things go away and you just keep moving on or you make a big splash and make a hard turn and put this whole episode behind you. So I'm still sitting here trying to digest to myself, whether this is a good idea or if this is absolutely crazy. Actually, I, I do have some opinions. I'm going to give them to, I'm going to let you know what I think next on locked on big 10. FanDuel is fun. I've got a hot tip for you. That's right. Gather everybody around your device, whatever you're watching or listening on. I got a hot tip here for FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. And that's $200 that you can spend betting everything from money lines to, you know what? I love the prop bets. I love the prop. Bet. And this is a great way for you to get your, your feet wet and jump right in. Maybe your friends are doing it. You've been thinking about do it. FanDuel is so much fun. We're just coming off the all-star break. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just swung out of his socks for 72 home runs in the home run derby. 
He said he was a little tired afterward. Look, a lot of times these guys in these home run derbies, they don't perform too well once they get back into the second half of the season. Their swing's a little messed up. And then he's going to be pressing, trying to hit more home runs, going to mess up his swing some more. Timing's going to be off. I think uh, maybe a middle, little, little slump. Anyway, whatever the number is out there on total home runs for the rest of the season, bet the under. Bet the under. Take it to the bank. It's my stone-cold locked-on lock. Absolutely. And it's fun, and it's all on uh, an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get your money right away, instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so Ed Ogeron. So he's letting people know he wants the Northwestern gig, allegedly. All right, there's a couple of options moving forward for Northwestern. Number one, they could just roll, as is David Braun's their guy. Just be the Band-Aid for the season and hope for the best. He's never been a head coach before. So in addition to actually coaching football, now he's got to do all the media stuff. And believe me, media day at the end of this month in Indianapolis for the Big Ten, not going to be getting X's and O questions about football. Going to be getting questions about this. What did he know? Who did he know? What was going on? How are you changing the culture? That hazing is it still going? On? He's going to get all kinds of questions. Going to be bombarded by this stuff. Plus, he's going to have unhappy players and unhappy parents. You start watching the transfer portal. I think they have like thirty days to make up their minds whether they want to stay or not when there's a coaching change. That's a tough deal. You got to manage all that as a head coach. And uh, and I told you earlier this week when we looked at the football team, looking at their schedule. I mean, they he might have one win on there with Howard. They might beat Howard. Maybe UTEP. I don't know about Duke. It's crazy. You're not going to get a lot of questions about, hey, why did your quarterback throw an interception on third down? Hey, why are you forcing this play in the red zone? No, it's going to be this other stuff. It's got to deal with all that. Another option is they could go outside and hire themselves a big-name coach. But they don't have to do it now. They could do it now, make a splash, rip the Band-Aid off, and move forward and move on. Go get Ed Ogeron right now. Or you can kind of take your time, let it breathe. Look at a few candidates, maybe even David Braun, and hire somebody at the end of the season. That might be the wise way to go. Um, heck, as long as we're talking about coaches from outside the program, what about Urban Meyer? And why not? <laughs> Look, he wants the Notre Dame job. Always has. Things are going pretty well there right now. I don't think that's him. Evanston's only 113 miles away from South Bend. I'm just kidding about Urban Meyer. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm totally kidding about that. 
Back to Ed Ogeron and whether he is a fit at Northwestern. As a coach, he has instant credibility. He has household name recognition. He will be great for recruiting and moving things forward. They want to move the program forward. Look, I know they had a bad year last year, but a couple of years prior to that, things were going pretty well. Got a new practice facility. They're going to redo Ryan Field next year in 2024. In fact, the team was going to go play at Wrigley Field for a year so they could redo their home field. Now there's some academia types at on campus say, hey, I, we don't want to be putting money in a football, all this bad news going on. Put more money in the science building or whatever. Uh, there's that going on. So we'll see if that's still moving. But they want to move forward and be a big-time program. Back in the day, they used to be a little bit of a gimme win, not a doormat in the Big Ten. They, they weren't anymore since Fitzgerald showed up. But when I was growing up, that was out Northwestern. Almost just every program, whoever you were, it was almost an automatic win that you could count on. And that's not the case anymore, but, well, it might be this year. It might be this year. Other thing about Ed Ogeron, <clears throat> he, can, uh, he can recruit. He, heck, we all saw him recruit Sandra Bullock on the blind side, right? Great living room guy. Great living room guy. <laughs> How about academics? Northwestern kind of fancies itself as the Harvard of the Big Ten, maybe a Duke. Uh, this isn't, and no offense to Ed Ogeron, I just, I've never looked at Ed Ogeron and thought to myself, yeah, Ed's, a, Ed's an academic guy. He's all about academics. Never really thought that about him, so I don't know if he's a good fit there. Let me remind everyone that Pat Fitzgerald was fired for allegedly ignoring a hazing scandal. Ed Ogeron was once accused of ignoring a sexual harassment claim against one of his players at LSU. Kind of similar, sort of. You want to replace one guy with another guy that's got kind of the same thing in his background? Maybe, I don't know. You decide. By the way, hit me up on uh, Twitter at TalkBig10. And also the comments on YouTube at the bottom. I uh, get to all those. Would love to hear your opinion on this. There were also reports of his personal life kind of bleeding into LSU practices. I'm really not going to elaborate on that. A lot of players refuted those reports, but they were out there nonetheless. And you combine all that with 500 seasons and you're gone. You're gone. Now, Northwestern President Michael Schill. What does he need right now? First of all, he's got a big problem. He and his investigative lawyer, in my opinion, made a fatal mistake earlier this week when they said that their investigation did not uncover evidence that suggested Pat Fitzgerald was lying when he said he had no idea that the hazing was going on. If you're going to fire somebody for cause, you better not go out publicly and say, yeah, the thing we just fired him for, for cause, we actually didn't prove in our six-month investigation. That's a bad look. That's going to be hard to win in a courtroom. And believe me, Pat Fitzgerald is lawyering up big time right now. So I think that's a big problem in the school's legal argument. Right now, Michael Schill needs a little peace and quiet, some stability. And I don't know if that's Ed Ogeron right now. Now, he's changed his mind before. Like last Friday, he was just going to suspend his coach, kind of ride it out, get to the media days, get to practice, start the season, and hope for the best. Then things changed over the weekend. 
talk to the um, accuser and his family and everybody that had anything to do with Northwestern football, former players, current players, administrators, people, boosters, everybody got his ear over the weekend. And he flipped his decision like that on Monday. Maybe he'll flip it again. Maybe he doesn't dig down deep. And I don't know. I don't know the man. But uh, I can only go by what he just did this past weekend. Maybe, maybe he's approachable. Maybe you can change his mind. Maybe he doesn't lock in. Maybe somebody will get to him and tell him to hire Ed Ogeron. Maybe. Stay tuned. Obviously, this is a developing story that we're going to be talking about a lot and uh, one of the more interesting stories as well. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every single day. Every day is our next show. We'll take an early look at the Purdue football team. I promise. Unless something else like this breaks. We're going to talk Purdue next time. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, share, follow, and like Locked On Big Ten. Coming up next, our weekly feature, the Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics. I always love these. It's coming up. All right, so while Ed Ogeron is deciding what to do with the rest of his football career and Northwestern making all their decisions, Let's uh, take a little look at the Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics at this point of the week. I always like to look ahead to the weekend, and I don't know about you. Where I live, the heat index is about 110. I'm not exaggerating. It's crazy. So I might sit down in the air condition uh, on the couch this weekend and watch a lot of this stuff on the Big Ten Network. So let's take a look. I'll put the graphic up for those of you listening on just audio only. I do uh, like to put visual graphics up, uh, but I'll explain them in case you're uh, only listening and not watching on YouTube or video. So Friday, July 14th, these are all Eastern Standard Times, uh, 6 p.m. It's uh, Big Ten Elite. They're going to focus on the 1987 Hoosiers, the basketball team. That's the one that won the championship. Keith Smart with a shot over Syracuse to win the Natty. Um, then at 9 p.m. Eastern, they've got the 2012 Indiana Soccer Classic. In fact, that is uh, a national championship against Georgetown. And then at 10 p.m., I love this one. Uh, Penn State fans, you might want to sit this one out. 10 p.m. Eastern time, the 2020 Penn State at Indiana football game. That's the one. Overtime, Michael Penix Jr. stretched and stretched and stretched right there at the pylon and the goal line, and Indiana gets a big, big win. Moving to Saturday, July 15th at 9 a.m., Big Ten Elite. It focuses on the 2002 Ohio State football team. That was Jim Trestle's second year, went 14-0, and won the Fiesta Bowl and the national championship over Miami. We've talked about this, the flag from heaven on the pass interference call. Fantastic. And then you Buckeye fans, stay tuned at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time. More Big Ten elite, the 2014 Ohio State football team with Urban Meyer. That's the team that went 14-1 and and beat Oregon in the national championship. That was the first national championship. That's when we finally got rid of the BCS system, got ourselves a little playoff and a championship. They uh, won the first one there against Oregon, and uh, that's what's on at 1 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, the game, they call it the game, 2006, featuring Ohio State and Michigan, number one Ohio State versus number two Michigan. They had this last weekend. If you missed it and you want to have some fun and it's too hot outside, go ahead and watch it again. 
And then at 9 p.m., this is something for you younger kids out there. It's called the tiebreaker. What is that? In 1973, Ohio State and Michigan had the same record, and then they tied 10 to 10 in the game. And then everybody's looking around, well, who gets to go to the Rose Bowl? And there was some rule that the, the same team couldn't go two years in a row. Michigan's quarterback was injured, so maybe Ohio State would have a better chance to win. Anyway, very controversial back in the day. And so that, uh, that, that's at 9 o'clock on Saturday. A little history lesson for you there. And then finally on Sunday is uh, – this is a dandy, 12.30 Sunday afternoon, the 2011 Notre Dame-Michigan game. You remember this one? This was the first game ever under the lights at the big house. First night game in Ann Arbor. And what you remember about this game, Michigan trailed this game 24 to 21 with a minute 22 to go. Both teams had a flurry of three touchdowns in 82 seconds. And Michigan goes on to win 35 to 31 over Notre Dame. It was one of the greatest football games I have ever seen in my life. It was absolutely unbelievable. So check it out. It's fun. You haven't seen that one in a while. So there you have it. That's what's uh, coming up this weekend. The Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics. That's a benchmark feature we like to do in this uh, last segment every Thursday. So uh, so I hope you enjoy that. Check that out. In the meantime, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. You every day is our next show. We'll take an early look at Ryan Walker and the Purdue Boilermakers and what they have in store. You remember. They got to the Big Ten championship game last year. Things kind of worked out at the uh, at the end of the season. And they were the last man standing, and they got in there. So um, then they had to play Michigan and, you know, the rest of the story. Anyway, we'll feature uh, Purdue and see how they look coming up this season. There are many ways for you to contact me. I mentioned before, hit me up on uh, Twitter at TalkBig10 or the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, I always uh, get back to those. Sometimes I take a day or two, but I get back to all of those. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get all the latest the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it is available each and every day. Now I invite you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything going on in sports. In the meantime, have a great day. I really appreciate you checking us out. Tell your friends about us. I'm Craig Sheeman. This is Lockdown Big Ten.